Hello, and welcome back to the Cuse Conversations podcast. I'm John Boccasino, Senior Internal Communications Specialist at Syracuse University. Being a part of the APEC community on campus has given me so much opportunity to reflect on how much I appreciate my heritage in all the different ways it manifests. I really find that cultural celebrations like what we do with API Heritage Month is important because it not only allows for us on the committee to create events that reflect us, it also allows for other people to get in touch with either their own heritage or heritages of people that they don't know too much about and they can learn. Here on the Cuse Conversations podcast today, we are talking about Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's coming up in April. It's one of the sensational cultural heritage month celebrations we do here on the Syracuse University campus. And we are going to be speaking with two students about their culture, their heritage, what it means to them, and then what you can expect on campus as part of AAPI Heritage Month. Our first student to come on the podcast, she is Mary-Kate Kevens. And Mary-Kate, we thank you for making the time today. How are you holding up? I'm doing pretty well. I'm really excited for AAPI Heritage Month to start. Um, We've been planning for since the beginning of the year, so always is exciting because it's at the very end, so it feels just like a culmination of all the work we've, we've done. Before we get into some of the ways that we will get a chance to celebrate Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month here at the Syracuse University campus, give our audience a little background on yourself. What year in school are you and uh, what are you studying? So I am currently a junior and I'm studying television, radio, film and political science. Nice. So you're a dual in Maxwell and Newhouse. Yes. What made you choose Syracuse? Why was this the right place for you? I think Syracuse was in a way unexpected. I grew up in New Jersey, so I was kind of looking at places that were more closer to either New York City or like more metropolitan areas. But when I toured Syracuse, they just had so many great opportunities in both my majors. So really drew me to um, the university. And I'm very glad that this is where I have ended up. It's pretty evident, Mary-Kate, that you're very passionate about your heritage and your culture. Before we kind of get into the celebrations and the planning of this month, give us a little background on what your heritage is and what your culture means to you. I was originally born in Kazakhstan, which is a country in Central Asia. And um, I was born there, but then I was adopted to the United States when I was an infant. So I do feel like I have grown up in kind of like a cross-cultural environment because I feel very connected to my Kazakh heritage, but I also feel connected to the Irish heritage of my family. And I feel like that's given me a lot of perspective because I've gotten to really understand how I can relate to different cultures, whether it's ones that look like me or that I have roots in or ones that I've just become a part of. So, and I really find that cultural celebrations like what we do with API Heritage Month is important because it not only allows for us on the committee to um, create events that reflect us, it also allows for other people to get in touch with either their own heritage or heritages of people that they don't know too much about and they can learn. That's really the goal for all of us here on campus is We don't know what it's like to walk a mile in your shoes, but if we go through and go through the programs, we can learn a little bit more about 
what makes every culture special that we have here on, on campus. And with that being said, why did you want to get involved in planning our AAPI Heritage Month celebrations? Last year, I had gone to some of the um, Heritage Month events, and I just really enjoyed it. And um, I had heard about the committee, but I was like given an invite to join for this year. And so I just really um, love being able to have a voice in how we organize it. Um, a big thing of the planning committee is coming up with what kind of themes we're interested in for the events that we're organizing and kind of influences how we think about our identities. I think a big thing is that while API Heritage Month is somewhat similar each year, we still have a different connection to each each semester each year's theme. Like for example, this semester, um, we're kind of incorporating a theme of our diversity, but also our unity in diversity. And that's a very unique thing that I think that when we were talking about it in the committee, we all really shared about how we got, we have a lot of different backgrounds in our committee. But we're all still here because we believe in sharing our each of our heritages. And I think that what that's what really makes me very passionate about being a part of this committee and this API community on campus is that we do have a smaller community on campus, but that just makes us more united and allows us to really um, get to know each and every person, whether they're people that we directly interact with because we share a certain organization that we're a part of or those that we know of because it's so easy to get to know people in our community on this campus. Your committee is tasked with a pretty monumental charge of trying to communicate and put out programming that's representative of the student body, but also to inform those who are not of the Asian American or Pacific Islander heritage about what makes their culture special. Before we go into some of the highlights of this month, what would you want people to know about your culture and your heritage and maybe how it defines you and then maybe how it isn't a defining factor? So I think for me, I definitely um, identify with both being Asian American and also being Kazakh American. As for being Asian American, I think just for me being a political science major, I've learned about the history of that term. In the past, people used to be defined by their specific ethnic groups, but the term Asian American was really created so we could all unite and have like a collective front. And I feel like that's really valuable for how we have created API Heritage Month on this campus because we're always looking to have voices of different people. Like on the committee, we have my organization, which is Asian Students in America. We have the Filipino Student Association. We have the South Asian Student Association, Korean American Student Association, and many others. And it really just highlights how there is so much diversity that in the API community. And it allows us to have such an ability to look outside of just our own heritages. But at the same time, we also value having those individual identities. For me personally, I'm Kazakh American, which is not necessarily a very well-known heritage. Um, so being a part of this community and the committee also allows me to advocate for myself and my own background. It's really important to me that we highlight not just the larger identities that may be more common in our community, but also every single person that's a part of it. 
So being able to have a voice from my Central Asian and Kazakh background on this committee, being able to talk about things that are really valuable to me that may not be necessarily just known about because it's a smaller identity is really important. If you've got someone who, again, you mentioned uh, being a Kazakh American is not the largest um, of, of cultural groups here in the country, what what stands out about your culture? What are some ways that like if you weren't on campus, how would you be cel- celebrating being a Kazakh American? For example, um, I'm in an Asian interest sorority, Kappa Phi Lambda, and um, my big, she is also Kazakh. And since I'm adopted, I have kind of an interesting relationship to my culture. But with my connection with her, she's taught me a lot about my heritage. I think a big part of any culture is really food. And having been able to um, get to understand the food and understand my culture through food, because Kazakhstan, one thing that's really notable is their history has been as a community of nomadic peoples. So the food is very much made to be long lasting and food that can be shared by a community. And I feel like that has really made me consider my own feelings about, um, you know, being a part of a community because ultimately drawing from my heritage, it's that importance of finding people that can support you and that you can support them. And I think being Kazakh, one thing that I really love is just having a unique perspective on even within the AAPI community, you know, being able to talk about things that have a different effect on myself versus someone else. And also being adopted has also given me a different a different perspective as it allows me to consider how I experience my Asian American heritage, but also understand that I have certain experiences that maybe some of my friends who grew up in Asian American families don't share. So I think just being a part of the APEC community on campus has given me so much opportunity to reflect on how much I appreciate my heritage in all the different ways it manifests. Hearing you talk about food, everybody can relate to a good home-cooked meal that comes from your heritage and your cultural roots. So I'm really happy to hear that you expressed what your culture means to you. When it comes to coming to Syracuse, um, can you give us a little detail as to ways you found your own community, ways you maybe have been able to strengthen that bond with your AAPI and your Kazakh American roots. How have you been able to further develop that here when you came to Syracuse? So for me, I think when I originally came to Syracuse, it was in 2020. So not necessarily the best year for social connections. (laughs) Um, So I think in that first year, I was definitely really looking for a community, but it was difficult to get involved. So it was really more my sophomore year that I became so much more engaged in the community. It was, I think that lack of having the ability to go to events and meet other people on campus that really kind of pushed me to get almost over-involved in my second year. So I joined Asia, I went to, um, I joined my sorority and I also just got to meet more people in the community, whether they were a part of the organizations I was in or not. And I think that that's really allowed me to find a deeper community at Syracuse because as I mentioned, the Asian American community here is not super large. So in general, a lot of people know each other or know of each other. So I think that just even nominally being a part of certain organizations or going to meetings or just even just interacting with people who might know other people has really opened up my 
perspectives on our community at Syracuse and also allowed me to feel more confident in sharing my own heritage, just seeing how confident so many other people have been as well. And it's really a great opportunity, again, for people who are involved in the planning committee, you and your colleagues have such a great bevy of programs that are slated for this AAPI Heritage Month. It kicks off on March 31st with our Heritage Month kickoff celebration and runs all the way through April 26th with a trivia night put on by a member of a Greek life uh, here. There's so many great opportunities and programs what excites you the most? Like, give us some insights. Like, what are some programming efforts and opportunities that you're really proud to bring to this celebration? So for me, I think that, honestly, I really think kickoff is so fun. Like, it just seems like such a simple thing, but it's a way where every every organization in the API community on campus gets to get together and share what we've been working on for the last 10 months or so. And another thing that is um, big for my organization, um, Asia, we have Asia Night, which is a showcase of student talent. So that's dancing, singing, performances. And it really allows not just for us to, you know, show our work, but also highlight the work and talents and um, creative voices of the AAPI community outside of just one specific organization. And then finally, the um, we have two lectures, um, one from an alumni and one who is our commemorative lecture. I think those are really valuable because one of them is our alumni. And it's really important to hear about how the connections that you form on this campus can extend beyond just being a part of a community here, but also being able to come back and provide future opportunities. And then also we have our commemorative lecture with Hua Xu, who is an English professor, and I think that bringing in notable API um, people from other places really shows how much bigger the community is than just our own campus and how much kind of, it kind of highlights what we're working towards is not just necessarily API unity on our campus, but national API unity, and we're just a microcosm of that. It's really refreshing to hear you mention again, Wasu coming in as the commemorative lecture speaker on April 20th. And the alumna is uh, Sharon Lee, who earned her undergraduate in 2014 and her master's in 2015. She will be speaking the day uh, on April 13th uh, in Hall of Languages. Again, all of these events can be found by going to the Syracuse University events calendar on searching in Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. There's such a great rundown of activities and programs. And, and it's not just, I know we're celebrating Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, but these events are open to the entire campus community. We want to get as many people, whatever your background, to come out and support and learn something about uh, this great set of students that we have here on campus who are planning uh, these programs. Just how stoked are you for everything to get going and a chance to uh, to kick off our celebrations? It's really great to be able to come on this podcast to talk about it because I know API Heritage Month is something that um, within our community we're all very aware of, but it also is refreshing to hear about how the university and um, outside people also are here to support our organizations and what we've been working on. And I'm just, I'm really excited. Um, this is my first year where I've really had an important role in the planning committee. And I've been hearing about all these events and the themes and what we're going to be doing. And 
you know, it's one thing to hear about them and the planning, but it's another thing to really see it all come to fruition. And I can't wait to see just how amazing all of these programs that we have been developing for so long will be and just how much hard work we've all put into it. I want to thank our guest, Mary-Kate Kevins for coming on to share her passion for Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Of course, we want to celebrate our groups year-round, but especially in the month of April. Technically, this is celebrated nationally in May, but the students are you know, focused on commencement and then their attentions are kind of elsewhere. So we pushed it up a month and do it in April, um, but there's a great series of programs that are planned. Mary-Kate, thank you for making the time today. Thank you for having me. I'm very passionate about the activist, social justice side of it. And so from that perspective, there's been a lot of, I think, denial of a lot of the struggles that the AAPI community has been through in the U.S. And of course, people are paying more attention to it with the COVID-19 pandemic and the rise of anti-Asian hate crimes. But I, I hope people see this exhibit and see a bit more into the stories and experiences people in the community, as well as enjoy all of the fun activities that we have planned. We are going to welcome on another proud student here from Syracuse University, Leah Margolis, to talk about her background, her career as an architecture student here at Syracuse, and really why she wanted to get involved in planning AAPI Heritage Month. Leah, thank you for making the time to join us today. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to be here. Thanks for reaching out. Before we dive in, give our audience a little background on yourself. I mentioned you're, you're in the School of Architecture and you'll be graduating coming up in May. Yeah. Where, where are you from originally? Uh, what are you hoping to do with your architecture degree and what drew you to Syracuse? Yeah, so um, I'm originally from Glen Mills, PA. It's a very small town in the suburbs outside of Philly. <laughs> um, and I've always been, I guess, a creative person. Um, growing up, I loved to paint and draw. Even I remember sitting at the kitchen table with my mom and making like paper houses that would like stand up and stuff, um, you know, like coloring and drawing on them and stuff like that. And um, I always knew I wanted to do something creative. And I had a very realist person come into my life and was like, you can't sell paintings on the street for a living, which obviously you can, but yeah. <laughs> my you know, six-year-old brain at that point was like, oh yeah, you're right. Like, I can't do that. I have to think of something. So I don't know how architecture came up. I guess I was fascinated by buildings and architecture to begin with. And I just kept saying, I'm going to be an architect. I'm going to be an architect. So then um, you know, I took studio art classes full time in high school and applied to Syracuse, a lot of other places. It just, you know, made it happen, I guess. So what was it about the School of Architecture here in particular that really attracted you and, and resonated with your passions for creativity? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I looked at a quite a number of places. I think it was eight in total. I always forget the exact number, but <laughs> Um, one thing about architecture in terms of like the professional field, if you want to be licensed, um, cause you have to be licensed in order to start your own firm, to like have your name on stuff more officially, um, you have to go to what's called an accredited school. So I'm getting what's called at Syracuse university, a bachelor of architecture versus a bachelor of science in architecture or a bachelor of arts in architecture. Um, the accredited part is the Bachelor of Architecture or the Master of Architecture. And that 
allows you right after school, you know, to work towards getting enough hours, need a certain amount of hours to sit for your um, licensing exams. You know, Syracuse Architecture has a program like that. So I was really drawn to that. The program also gave a pretty good variety of like scheduling opportunities because a lot of architecture schools don't really allow you to take classes outside of architecture. And I really wanted like the full breadth of the college experience and to be able to take like other classes I found interesting. Um, and also um, my favorite color was like orange or like orangey red for a long time. <laughs> so I remember visiting and I talked to the um, admissions person at Syracuse Architecture. And I was like, just curious, what's your, <laughs> what's the school color here? <laughs> um, <laughs> and she was like, orange. And I was like, oh, that's great. Like, cause you know, I'll be actually really excited to, you know, rep the school colors. So, I mean, I was like, that didn't influence my decision that much, but it also kind of did. It made me excited. So. Give our audience a little background on yourself too, Leah. What is your cultural background? Yeah. So um, I was adopted um, at eight months old from Guangzhou, China in a, um, a little city called Sanshuichu, but it's actually a district now. Um, and yeah, I was adopted by um, two white American, Jewish American parents, love them very much. Um, and I grew up with both Jewish American values and culture, religion. Um, I had a bat mitzvah when I was 13, um, but I also grew up going to Chinese school, I think from when I was like two or three. Um, it was like, you know, the same way you'd have like day school, like Jewish day school or something like that, Hebrew school. So I had it on Saturdays until I was 12. And then starting in middle school and high school, I had Chinese Mandarin every day. Um, so a lot of the school, even like uh, the Chinese school I went to, they also had like traditional Chinese dance classes, Chinese yo-yo classes, um, traditional brush painting classes. So I got like a lot of the um, cultural understanding, um, my whole life growing up. Um, so that's definitely something I resonate with. I'm taking the last level of Mandarin that they offer here, uh, this semester, but yeah, that's, that's my cultural background, I guess. Given the fact that you've always had affinity towards both sides of, of your heritage, um, with us focusing here on the AAPI aspects of it, what does that culture, what does that heritage mean to you? It's a big part of who I am. It's very comforting. Um, it's been, um, as I know, a lot of multicultural or um, BIPOC people will say, you know, it's you're mixing and balancing different parts of yourself, you know, through like accepting different parts. And there's so many intersectionalities with being, you know, in America, having, you know, different cultural backgrounds, but it's, when I say it's been comforting, um, my cultural heritage and background, it's because it's something I grew up with, you know, occasionally like on Spotify, I'll turn on some like, um, uh, Chinese instrumental music, which calms me down actually, because it's something that I listened to growing up and, um, stuff like that. So it's, it's always been a part of me, but it's interesting because it's in a somewhat, I have such a, I have a connection to like old China just because I was taught by a lot of older Chinese people and taught all the like nursery rhymes and things. So when I talk to 
um, Chinese international students and like, oh, you know, you know, this old song and they're like, oh, my grandmother knows that. So um, <laughs> it's always been an interesting um, connection. I feel like I have with a lot of cultural ties. When you came to Syracuse from Pennsylvania, how were you able to settle into campus and find organizations or find that community that really reflected uh, your cultural heritage? I didn't find anything that really resonated with my cultural heritage my freshman year super explicitly. I also just wasn't really looking for it. But I think it was sophomore year. um, I became involved in the, this is a mouthful, but the National Organization of Minority Architecture Students, Syracuse chapter, NOMAS for short, because that's a very long name, NOMAS Syracuse chapter. Um, And I was the secretary. Um, And then I became the president of that org for over a year. And then I was the senior advisor and I'm currently the um, AAPI Heritage Month committee rep for, from NOMAS to the university. So that's how I got on the committee and I found that. Um, So NOMAS, I think, although it's not explicitly um, Asian, Asian American centered, it's about um, BIPOC, Black, Indigenous people of color, cultures, et cetera. It was very uh, welcoming for me and it was a way for me to connect with a lot of other multicultural people. And then I'm also part of, um, just a member (laughs) of um, Asian Students in America or Asia, um, and that's been really fun. Um, you have, there's like a big little program. And over the past two years, I quote unquote picked up um, three little, so little, little sister, little brother, little sibling, et cetera. Um, and that's been really fun because we've stayed really close and I really enjoy um, having them as friends and mentoring them. And that's like led me to a lot of the Asian American community on campus too. And you mentioned the tie then from Nomus SU to get involved with AAPI Heritage Month, which of course kicks off on March 31st. What has your role been in planning the festivities? Yeah, so um, I also want to touch on, um, so last year for the last AAPI of 2022, I guess it was, um, I wasn't directly on the committee, but I knew about the committee and my roommate Um, was on the committee and she was planning last year's anti-Asian hate crime exhibit, um, which was to showcase, you know, more of the um, the important activist political side of um, some of the Asian American Pacific Islander experience. And, you know, she ended up creating this really amazing Lotus piece um, for the exhibit where everyone placed in candles um, that had, um, victims' names from different um, uh, hate crimes on it. It was like a very peaceful but somber, you know, exhibit. But um, because I'm an architecture student and it was a physical lotus um, installation, she asked me for help, and I ended up sort of just tag teaming it with her um, and creating it. So that was my like little introduction, I guess, into being like part of the committee. Um, and then this year, I was fully on board with the committee, just talking about picking out the themes, talking about what we wanted the overall month to feel like, um, what the specific activities we wanted to have that were like through the overall school. Because there's the Office of Multicultural Affairs or OMA, like the official Syracuse AAPI events. And then there's other orgs, organizations on campus that have like themed 
events that, you know, are promoted through the, through the SU calendar. So we were mostly coordinating the official um, Syracuse ones, um, but also tapping into all of the other ones as well. So it's just been a lot of meetings, prep and talking. And then when the anti-Asian hate crime exhibit for this year came up, um, I decided to spearhead it because I had an idea and I'm (laughs) still working on it. And yeah, it's going to be coming out and I'm really proud and I hope it has an impact. So that's been my little project within the committee as well. Like the past Heritage Month celebrations we've featured here on the podcast, this is open to every member of the campus community. It's not, even though it's showing off the pride, the cultural diversity, and the contributions of Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders, it's really a chance for all of us to come together to celebrate, to learn, and to be educated about the culture of our Asian American and Pacific Islander students, faculty, and staff here on campus. What would you hope if someone comes out from the general campus community and checks out some of the events, like what are some big takeaways you would want them to get from the theme and from the programming that's being planned this year? I think definitely, I mean, this is a very vague, overarching thought, but obviously more awareness, I think. Um, There's always been, I'm I'm very passionate about the activist social justice side of it. And so from that perspective, there's been a lot of, I think, denial of a lot of the struggles that the AAPI community has been through in the U.S. And of course, people are paying more attention to it with the COVID-19 pandemic and the rise of anti-Asian hate crimes. But, you know, I think that I, I hope people see this exhibit and see a bit more into the stories and experiences people in the community, as well as enjoy all of the fun activities that we have planned. But I think for me, that deeper understanding is something I hope that people take away. And as you were saying, you know, allies are as important to the cause as those in it, you know, because if it's just one group standing alone, it won't have as much impact. So I hope even if you don't consider yourself AAPI, you check out a few events, you know, come out for the fun, for the education, for food, for the culture, whatever. And again, there's a a plethora of events running, starting off with a kickoff on March 31st. There's lunchtime lectures. There's an alumni speaker. um, There's the mental health awareness uh, workshop. It really runs the gamut um, from what people can expect to see and, and, and experience. Is there a highlight? Is there something that you are really, really proud of above and beyond when it comes to having planned and organized what's taking place this month? Because I planned it um, or I'm participating in it. I mean, the two highlights that selfishly I could give are the kickoff where you see the anti-Asian hate crime exhibit. Um, And I hope that people see that as well as there's going to be. So it's going to be projected on the shine atrium that's where the kickoff's going to be in that like lower area um but there's also going to be a physical poster of it um that will be on display as well so i'm not sure exactly how long it'll be up but hopefully people you know will stop by and look and let's see i'm also going to be singing at the kickoff um so Hopefully that'll that'll be exciting for people. And also Asian Night from the Oregon uh, Asia, Asian Students in America. Um, it's basically a talent show, but it's just 
it's really fun. It's, you know, not very uptight or anything, but it's just a fun way to see what your peers or people in the community have been up to. So I'll be singing in that as well. So <laughs> those are things that I'm personally excited for, but I'm, you know, also super excited to meet Washu in person, the commemorative speaker. And I'm also really excited, as you mentioned, for the mental health talk, because mental health is something that is very personal and important to me. It's something that everyone should be focusing on taking care of, but I'm glad that there's resources that are being made available and, and education uh, efforts being made too, to, to spread the word on addressing those mental health issues. You're, you're, you're a multi-threat, Leah. I mean, between, <laughs> between the singing work, between being a talented architect, between planning the, the display of uh, the anti-AAPI hate, there, there's just so much and discrimination. There's so much great stuff that you're bringing to our celebrations coming up here on campus. I hope that this has been a, a good opportunity for you to kind of share some insights with our audience here. You're doing great work, and I hope uh, you have nothing but the best of luck and success with everything you endeavor moving forward. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been great to talk to you. Thanks for checking out the latest installment of the Cuse Conversations podcast. My name is John Boccasino signing off for the Cuse Conversations podcast.